Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So, I for one am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie also from quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. It, it, like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I, I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter toot, or, toot, Kate. or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, If you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello and welcome to Forever 35. This is a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Kate Spencer and Dory Shafrir is not here. She is enjoying vacation and I have two wonderful guest hosts. But before I introduce them, I do want to remind you that we are not experts. We are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums and what you're hearing right now is a mini episode, which is where we hear from you. We share your comments and your thoughts and we answer your questions to the best of our ability. Now, Dory and I like to say that we are not experts. We are podcast hosts. And coincidentally, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that my guests today are also not experts, They're, but they are podcast hosts. And so we encourage you all to seek support first and foremost from a medical and or a mental health professional as needed. If you want to reach us, our voicemail and text message number is 781-591-0390 and our email is forever35podcast at gmail.com. Visit our website at forever35podcast.com for links that we mention here on the show. We're on Twitter at forever35pod, Instagram at forever35podcast, Facebook at groups slash forever35podcast where the password is serums, and you can find our 
semi-monthly newsletter. Oh, I forget what we landed on, but you can find it at forever35.com slash newsletter. With all that out of the way, I can finally introduce our two esteemed guests, Caroline Moss, host of the podcast, Gee, Thanks to Spot It, and Nora McInerney, host of the podcast, Terrible Thanks for Asking. Together, they have deemed themselves Care and Nor. They are the new cat and door, and they're here with me today to answer some questions that we got for the three of us on Instagram. Caroline, Nora, I welcome you. Oh, it is so good to finally take our our rightful yes, seats that's right. uh, as the new owners and hosts of Forever Thirty Five. Yeah, Kate, Kate, you you guys have done such an amazing job, and and we're really ready to to take over. So, with that, we'll see you uh, later. And a peaceful transition yeah. of power is <laughs> it's it's best for everyone. I cede the podcast to you both. When Caroline, when I did text you, when you were like, "Oh, well, we can do it with Nora." It's Karen Nor. I was like, "You're right. It it is Karen right. Nor. It's Karen Nor." I'm into. I'm into your united front. I will say this has been a lot. The long game, and we're final. It's just <laughs> it's finally we have here. been planning what Nora like years, ye- decades, really. You and I have been sort of t- probably before they even started the podcast. We sort of knew. It was coming and then that we would one day want to take we, over. So we it's nice to finally be here. It's like a big day for us, you know? Well, I'm very thrilled that I get to be in real life and podcast friends with you both. And I find you both to be two very wise, insightful, bright, funny people. And so I'm excited to kind of present these listener questions that we received. And you all will be joining me on too many episodes. So we will just get in. We'll get into it over the course of this week. We will really... We will change lives with the answers to these questions. I can solve anyone's problems as long as they are not my own. Um, <laughs> as long as they're not my own. My own life is I would prefer yeah. nobody look at it too closely. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but I can see with startling clarity anybody else's issues and, and the proper solution. Uh, it's a gift. Let me present to you uh, these questions, which came to us via Instagram. So some of them are kind of written in, you know, like Instagram right, shorthand. Yeah. Um, but okay. I, will, I will do my best. So the first person wrote, they would like advice on, quote, coping with body changes after a diagnosis of two chronic illnesses. Mm two chronic and that's all the information we have because it was in an instagram text box that's all we're going on that's all we have that's all we have oh god god i mean i feel like there's no good way to be a person in this world right there's no way to be a person in this world because we are sort of required by certain um you know depending on like sort of the circles of the internet that you spend time in we're sort of required to have um a certain amount of like oh body body positivity which is now switching to body neutrality and that is uh, a beautiful idea it's a beautiful thought i bet it would be a great place to live but most of us also live in um in in the world um the the world itself outside of outside of uh of of ideas and 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 theories and platitudes and in this world we not only have to contend with the um the expectations of what our body can do and look looks like but the realities of that and the realities between the 
of the disparity between our expectations and the reality of the situation and your body changing is always jarring it is very very um mm. very seldom intentional if that makes sense right like if you think about like the 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 biggest changes that your body has gone through i mean you know i guess i guess i got pregnant at least one time on purpose but even then, like very unintentional, you know, you don't anticipate all of like these, these changes being, you know, you know, pushing 40 did not anticipate, you know, uh, what, how this body would feel and look and operate like out into the world versus like when I was like 18 or, or, or 25. And so all I can say is fuck, like this sucks. <laughs> like this sucks. Like, I don't know. I think we just need yeah. more space to be able to say like, it is actually extremely difficult to one, just the fact that your body can betray you with illness is something that I think about constantly. Um, if, if you are, if you're new to me, uh, being on this podcast, my husband Aaron died of brain cancer when he was 35, he was 31 when he was diagnosed, he was so young and his own body, his own cells made cancer cells amassed into a tumor, which then sort of like spread through his body, like clipping out parts of him that were essential to who he is. And I watched that as an outsider wanting to reach in and pull that out of him but just the fact that our bodies are these insufficient vessels to carry our personhood is um so dumb so dumb what a dumb <laughs> what a dumb uh vehicle we've been given to navigate this world and uh it's really true it's so true i just fuck god every time i hear that i'm just like fuck what i'm i'm sorry kate i, I have no idea why you invited me on here because um <laughs> no, I thought that was very thoughtful. I mean, I think like great, like he, coping with body changes, like maybe part of the coping is feeling the feelings that Nora is just some of the feelings that you're describing, Nora, or whatever feelings mm. listeners having. Like, I know for me in the I've not gone through a diagnosis of a chronic illness nor two chronic illnesses, but there is anger, there's rage, there's sadness, there's grieving there. Maybe there's something uh, on the other side of that, that you're feeling. Maybe there is a relief. I don't know. Again, I can't speak to the experience, but letting yourself feel those things. And I also think finding a community of if of people, even if it's one person who can understand what you are experiencing is so key. Because I think so often in these situations, when there is a diagnosis or there is a change, the people around us will try their best and like bumble through supporting us. But oftentimes it f feels really isolating and really alone, feels lonely. So I don't know how to assist in finding that community. Yeah. I mean, they'll, they'll bumble through it and they'll try to, you know, uh, support you, but you are the only person who lives inside of your body. And so your loyalty has to be to you. And if what is helpful to you is to, you know, say to the people around you, this is another thing I think whenever there's like huge life changes is that everybody around us is operating with like, uh, you know, instruction manuals that may or may not be relevant to who we actually are, right? A lot of it is pure assumption, but when you go through massive changes, it, it's impossible for other people to know what you need, what would be helpful to you, what you're feeling. And also it's very hard to even have that kind of awareness of 
of how this is changing you. And if you can spend any amount of time thinking about like, so what does this mean for the way that I used to show up in the world? And what does this mean for who I am now? And what could this mean for the future? And spend some time thinking about what those changes are and how they will play out in your life. So as much as possible with the people who truly matter, the people who truly care, the people who truly want to be there, you can give them some semblance of like instructions, which sounds so crappy, right? It sounds so crappy to know that when you are at like the epicenter of of anything, you are also like the de facto leader of the people around you. Everyone's going to look to you and be like, I mean, what do you want us to do? Do you want to come over? Come, not, do you want us to acknowledge it? Not acknowledge it? How much do you want to talk about it? Not talk about it? Um, do you want us to pretend like nothing's happening? Do you want help? Do you want physical help? Do you want emotional help? Everyone's going to be looking to you for some kind of guidance. And one, it is okay to say to the people around you, I have no idea what I need and I don't know what this means yet. And it is also okay for you to say like, you know, this is what I need, um, that I need this. I need you to show up in this specific way to love me in this specific way to communicate with me in this specific way. I also want to say that, you know, part of like, was the question, Kate, did it say like acceptance? Like, was it how to get to acceptance or was it coping? Coping. Yeah. There's a big, I think it was just coping. Just coping. There's a big difference between uh, acceptance and coping and, yeah. And coping shifts too. And so we say at, at terrible, thanks for asking. And just like in my, in my general sphere, like that we don't should each other and we don't should ourselves either. So like when, when, when I mentioned like, what's your, you know, what is your old operating instructions? What's like your old operating system? Like remembering, like you might look exactly the same. You might feel the same in a lot of ways, but it's also okay to not right. measure yourself against who you were or who you thought you would be. And that's a lot of work. Like that is a lot of work. That's like the thing that I was focusing on too with this question is that like we are in our bodies from the time we are born to when we die, not to get like so deep, but it's true. And we are in this body every single day. It is in a constant state of change. And the sort of language around bodies, and I think in a lot of ways, like, you know, skincare and like all of the vocabulary is like how to keep yourself exactly the same for like a really, really, really long time. And it's just not that's not possible. Coping doesn't have to be this like long-term strategy that's like linear, you know, like you can just get through the day and celebrate that. And you might have a harder day coping with it tomorrow. Uh, and then the next day might be good, but like give yourself a little room to be like, yeah, this sucks. <laughs> like this sucks. And cause there are going to be people who are like, well, you should be grateful. Like, you, have, you know, you're in this body yeah. and yeah, at least. And blah, blah. But it's like, no, you can be pissed. Mm -hmm. Like you can feel like your body abandoned you and betrayed you for sure. Um, and I think part of the coping is having going through that, you know, season of it. I've got a new question to move us on to. How do you tell your relatives you want to change or not take part in the same holiday traditions? Oh, oh, I, I, I would not do. I don't. I would just stew inside uh, <laughs> internally and complain to everybody else. Um, the such an interesting question. I'm like very. I am very tradition. Uh, 
ba- I'm a tradition based person. I really like things to be the same. And also like as I'm doing things, I am always talking about like next year we should do exactly this on exactly the same. Day. Like I can't, I'm like, I have a hard time just being there. My favorite thing is to imagine doing it again, like a year later. Oh my God. Caroline is, Caroline is the, is the nightmare relative you're, you're imagining telling gets to. Yeah. <laughs> Caroline, how would you like to hear this? How would you like to hear it from your friends and family when, so let's say you're on a trip and you're like, this is the best we're going to do this next year, the year after, the year after that. I already reserved it. Let's say like your, you know, your, your mother-in-law, like, it really is. Has, how would they, yeah. how would you like to hear that information? But like, Caroline, we don't want to have the same vacation. Oh, yes. Every year. Whew. Ah, I'm like sweating thinking, why wouldn't they want, why wouldn't they want to be, that was so much fun. Why wouldn't we want to do that again, Nora? It's entirely personal. It is about you. That's a really great question. Um, here's what I will say. And actually, this I think is actually a very realistic answer. I'm an adult. Mm. So there's no great way to hear that like someone doesn't want to partake in a thing that you find very enjoyable. But as an adult, I don't get my way all of the time. And that's kind of up to me to manage how I feel about that. And it's kind of up to me to be able to say like, okay, I've taken your suggestion and I'm thinking about a way where like we can all be happy because I'm an adult. Maybe inside I would be like, wow, that's so sad because I thought this whole time that this was amazing or like, wow, this family member has horrible taste because my traditions are incredible. Um, But I think that if you're telling a relative and the relative isn't your four-year-old nephew, I think you can kind of like clearly communicate in a kind way um, without adding, you don't have to be like this, this thing that you usually plan like sucks. Mm -hmm. And every year we have a group text about it without you. And we talk about how much it sucks. Like you don't have to like in, you know, you don't have to say so much, but you can just be like, hey, how about instead? And hopefully the person on the other on the receiving end of this will hear you and and be able to like kind of come to an agreement in the middle. But I mean, yeah, obviously, if someone said it to me, like, it's not their like their job, it, your job, the person who's asking this question is to communicate in like a uh, a kind way what you want and to also understand that you might not get exactly the outcome you you yeah. want yeah. just because you communicated it and my job as the listener is to like internalize your suggestion and figure out what's m- more important to me the actual tradition or like everyone feeling like they're being heard and we're we're having a happy time Oof. this is really you stressful because now i'm thinking about yeah. all the things that everyone probably hates that i plan i was just gonna say that we don't know what the holiday traditions are or why this person doesn't want to partake anymore. But so many of the traditions that many of us celebrate are rooted in racism, colonialism, misogyny, like things, you know, religious beliefs that we don't want to participate in anymore. So it can be very personal. And when I think that can sure. also be a hard conversation to have with someone because you're saying like, oh, this thing, this thing that you love causes harm. And, you know, the conversation may not exactly as Caroline was saying, it may not be like the most pleasant thing. But I also do think you have a right not to to change for yourself what a tradition is and how you Mm -hmm. celebrate or if you choose not to celebrate something like that is. Yeah, that is your right as a human. 
That's a good point, Kate. I was just thinking about the like, yeah, like every August we get a house with a pool and someone being like, how about we don't get a house with a pool? And that would kill me. And there is, there's such a range, but I, we, okay. So I have two examples. One is last year I was like, yeah, we don't do 4th of July anymore. Like we just don't do 4th of July. We just sure. don't do 4th of July. I've always been sort of uncomfortable with like, um, uh, it just any sort of like really uh like national what, pride white supremacy holiday. It just bothered like yeah, yeah, even yeah. as a kid I was like oh like gal this is like a little it's a little much I'm not a huge joiner you know in like things like that <laughs> and so I was always like oh I don't know um and so last year I was like yeah we don't do Fourth of July also my children don't enjoy it in any way it's like extremely for different reasons it is a it's a non it's an unpleasant event for them and we don't do like. You know, like Thanksgiving is just like, oh, I don't know. Like this past year, we're like, we don't do it anyways. Like we we skipped it for COVID and we were right. like, honestly, we don't enjoy it. We don't like the meal. We like we like getting together with our family, but we don't sort of like like what this specific thing represents. Very controversial for, for certain members of our family. And that's OK. And I know that we hate the phone. I don't hate the phone. I love the phone. I'm a senior millennial. Whenever people are like, I don't like talking on the phone. I'm like, I love it. I love it. You can get more done in a direct. You full on call me on the phone. I call you. It's a wild experience. And if Kate only has five minutes, I'll only, I'll only spend five minutes. But if you have 40, I'll take them all. Um, I love the phone. That's <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love the phone. Caroline, get ready. Okay. Yeah. I love the phone. I'm ready. I'm kind of wondering where you've been. I Call love me anytime. the phone. And the thing is, you can you can have a conversation with a person on the phone that's five minutes that doesn't devolve into like back and forth texting and you can hear somebody's tone um, and you can. Yeah. Tone is so important. Tone is important. And, you know, you can say this like, you know, so I understand like you're you might be disappointed, like um, and also like this is the decision that's best for me, best for our family, whatever. Guess what? You're a family, too. Even if you're this best for my family, my family's me. Um and, uh, and, and, and you don't have to, you don't have to overly defend it. You don't have to overly defend it because this is the decision that is right for you. It's nothing to do with like, you know, the group. You don't need to get into the fact of, uh, of like, of, of, uh, all your reasons and you don't have to over explain. You don't have to over explain. Okay. L- let's take a little break and then we'll come back with a few more questions from our listeners. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Super Power Short. The Super Power Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology 
that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that thing every day. I do too. Uh, It's my favorite honey love piece. Let me, let me just tell you why. Yeah. Get into it. Do you want to tell me why? No, no. I was just (laughs) going to say like, I, I, I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes. That's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh God, like get this off of me. No, thank <laughs> once you. Once you once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see also, how it like, could be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. Quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from Quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic. Whether it's winter or or summer, they've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14-karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic, intelligent people on this podcast but I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish 
on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm hearing those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to Become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss, or Think Like a Boss with Martha Stewart, or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. Okay, so here is a great question. This person doesn't give us an age, but they do ask, how do you know when it's time to move out of your parents' house? Mm. Mm. My answer is like, when you can afford it. Yes. (laughs) Yes, right? No shame in living with your parents. I boomeranged twice, baby. Twice. Okay. Twice. And yeah, uh, yeah, there's, you know, we're also our our parents came of age um, in a very, very different economic reality. And Mm -hmm. uh, so one, when you can afford to, and two, like not only just like, can you afford to do it, but also when it, if you're doing it because you have any sort of shame about your financial situation, F that, stay as long as you can. Contribute what you can to your parents' household. I think that's important. And also something I never did, uh, even though my parents requested it. I was like, no, Steve. No, no, no. I will not. No, I will not be doing that. Sorry, Steve. My dad tried to charge me market rate for a one-bedroom apartment <laughs> to live in my childhood bedroom. Market rate. He, Steve, I like that. He checked listings. I was like, it's not an apartment. It's my childhood bedroom. That's what my parents would have done. 100%. The only reason, the only reason I moved out of my house... uh three months after graduating from college is because, and I lived, I grew up like 45 minutes north of New York City and I was privileged and lucky enough that like I could live at my parents' house and commute into the city, which which was like great because I could have a, a job in New York City, but also it sucked because so much of your day is on the train. And um, the only reason I moved out was because I, and it was my fault, told my car three months after college graduation Ooh. and the insurance payout... Um, on my 2004 Honda Civic was 
about $6,000 and I was ready to go buy another car. And my parents were like, get out. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, do not buy another car. They were like, you can't buy another car. Like, what's the point of buying another car? Yeah. Cause you're eventually going to move to the city. And then what are you going to do with this car? Just take the money. And like within like a week, it was like, they were like, okay, goodbye. Yeah, Thank bye. you. See you guys later. Bye. They were my parents too. And I don't know the context of the person who's asked this question. I think it really comes down to like when you can afford it, when you feel like, you know, you're not going to be sinking, but also know that like part of moving out, part of those first couple of years of moving out is sort of, you're supposed to feel like you're treading water mm-hmm. for a little. You don't, mm. there, you don't want to wait until you're a hundred percent comfortable because I think you'll soon find out that financially most of us never feel a hundred percent comfortable. Like unless mm-hmm. you're like so, so rich and in, unless you're like you have a family backup that's like, don't worry. Like if you can't make your rent next month because like you made like, oh, you took too many cabs or you ate out, like we got you. Like right. there's so many nets here. Um, I think you kind of have to find that like balance between, you know, do I have a realistic amount of money? Uh, to move out and also just like, how, how are you feeling about it? Because it's also sort of unreasonable to be like, well, I want to wait until I have, you know, an entire year's worth of rent saved up. Like it, or like yeah. I want to be able to end then plus buying furniture for the apartment. At some point, sometimes it just, there's, there's so much to be done. I think in those few years after college, if that's what you're talking about, or, you know, in your early twenties or mid twenties, like it, it, it might almost help you and from like a, a growth standpoint to sort of dive in a little bit if you feel like you have an adequate financial standing. No matter what age you are, when you are living with your parents, we also are subjected to so many windows into other people's lives that let us kind of like compare how they're living. And when you move out, oh, God, one, yes. your standard of living, if your parents have it like even kind of good, is not going to be the same. Okay. It's not, you're not making a lateral mm-hmm. move when you move out on your own. You are making a move several yes. steps down. And that is good. That is, that is that the, yep. the way it's meant to be. Okay. But when I got my, you know, first, second, third, every time I had to get a place, like I was not subjected to, first of all, interior design. Kate, when, when you and I both lived in New York and I was a Kate Spencer fan, guys, I was a Kate Spencer fan, oh went gosh. to her shows, watched her from a distance. <laughs> so creepy. Honestly, a little bit. Um, <laughs> I was like, I want to be Kate Spencer. Oh my God. Literally loved her. Um, and I met her. <laughs> Beat the hype. Okay. Still true. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Beat the hype. Beat wow, the hype. This is, Beat okay. the hype. Beat the hype. So, um, you know, I never had a, I never had an apartment or furniture that I would have taken a photo of or been like, come on over to my house. I was oh, like, God, we found this no. couch on the street. I got my, 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 my mattress came with the apartment. Like, that's not safe. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I lived in a half bedroom <laughs> and the only light was the, the shaft between my bedroom, which was a half, it was a, the size of, I think it was literally like eight feet by seven feet. And I had a twin bed until I was 27. And the window in my room was the shaft between the, uh, my window and the bathroom of the people next door. And they would always have sex in the bathroom. <laughs> and I honestly would leave my bedroom because I felt like I was the third person. It was that close. With none of the benefits. Oh, it was no, that I don't close. Like that. None of the benefits. It was horrible. And it was horrible and good for them. But oh my God. And then you'd see them in the morning. You're like, oh yeah, hi. Um, and, and I think 
I think also that's the other thing too. And I didn't, there wasn't Instagram when I moved into the city and there wasn't Instagram when you guys moved into the city. Everyone likes to project some sort of, like you don't, you don't go from your parents' house to like the best apartment you're ever going to live in. Like this is never not going to happen. It's just like you don't go from college to graduation to your dream job. There is a, there is a ladder. Like there is a, a pathway. Um, and of course, you're going to be always be able to find the, the one person you know or the one person you follow on Instagram who did just that. And it feels horrible to be like, why not me? But most people are roughing it and making it work. And my best advice would be when you do move out, find friends who are like in your same boat and who are going to be like real about what it's like to be newly moved out and on your own. And I think that was my biggest regret because I knew all these people who wanted to like take their credit cards and just have really expensive brunches. And you're just kind of like... Well, I guess this is what everyone's doing. I'll put another $70 on my credit card. Like I couldn't do, I couldn't do that. And it, I paid for it in so many ways dearly. Um, but it's good to have a friend or two that's like, let's be real. We have no money. Let's go get like a $2 coffee and go for a walk or like, you know, let's go get a $1 yeah. slice of pizza or wherever you're living, like whatever the cheap thing and, and be honest with yourselves. And that can still really, really be fun. But what's not fun is trying to like, run at the same pace as everyone else because you think everyone else is like somehow ahead of you you can't you can't if if you let that consume you you know it's a a surefire way to burn out i think really quickly and also it's like you know diet keep like diet your instagrams that you're not having these peeks into people who are living very different lives unless you have incredible mental health and you can you know, which I don't. Um, so like there are certain people where I'm like, I love you. I just can't follow you on Instagram because like you're renovating your yeah. kitchen for the third yeah. time. And like my, my kitchen will be the kitchen that we die in. Okay. Like, <laughs> like and I will die because it was a, a, a partially installed uh, Ikea uh, cabinet. Uh, that's very faulty. I might die in that kitchen <laughs> opening the pantry. Okay. But that is that is why the mute button exists on Instagram. Like definitely use it for moments like this. Mute away. Okay, so let's take a pause and we will be right back. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm, okay. Which is okay. I visible know. on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, One Skin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like creppiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, Mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their mm-hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with 
all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here mm-hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving. That sun is coming at us at all times. One Skin believes the Amen. purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Okay, y'all, here's a question. Black tie weddings. Am I the asshole for thinking these should be illegal? There's so few. Uh, I, I think also because like I just don't come from that kind of lifestyle at all that I find it just like hilarious. Like whenever... when. When I see people having, I'm like, do you have a tuxedo? If you don't own a tuxedo, first of all, if you own a tuxedo, like you are a different kind of person. We do not run in the same circles. I would never be invited to your wedding. <laughs> but if you don't actively own your own tuxedo, but you are requesting people, uh, people, uh, you know, a rent one or whatever to like come to your wedding. I, look, I don't even, I didn't have weddings. <laughs> so, cause I find the whole thing just like, um, not for me, just not for me. Like, I mean, I had two, I had, ma- I had weddings technically. I'm married, but like they were so un, non traditional and so, um, you know, all, a lot of these sort of things that we think of as traditions are really not traditions at all. They are a part of several marketing schemes from the wedding industrial complex mm-hmm. meant to sort of, uh, perpetuate uh, again uh, a performance of a certain kind of of life that nobody really leads um and uh i've never been invited to one and i do not anticipate ever being invited to one but if we were i would not be able to attend uh for those reasons because <laughs> i just don't own a tuxedo caroline okay, do okay. You, that do you like them i so i love them um i love them and i cu- and i will say i think men dislike them more because the tuxedo thing is like kind of a non-negotiable but Mm. with women women or whoever wants to dress in a dress to a wedding you get a lot more options Mm. for a black tie event i like a black tie wedding like okay suck i mean we're so we are going to a black tie wedding in october and dan's already like hooting and hollering about the tux situation and then also showing me like other things that aren't tuxes that maybe he could wear and i'm like it you give it up give, give it, it up. up you have to get a tux get a fucking bow give tie. It up. like you have so much time and i've been hearing about this for years um but for me i really like it like black tie weddings few and far between i think as 
as people start to have more non-traditional weddings, as we sort of move away from this culture where it's like, daddy pays for the wedding, like, which, like, if that's your life, like, that is so cool. Like, have your dad call me. I have some bills, but... <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Tell, I, let's, let's exhume and reanimate Please. my dead dad so your dad can give my dad some tips <laughs> on how to do a little better. Okay. I think, I think, and like, you know, I think the, the, the thing about black tie wedding is like, it's kind of, it's like an experience. I know what you're saying, Nora. I think there are people who are like every wedding they go to is a black tie wedding. Yeah. Like those aren't my friends. You know what I mean? Like I don't run in that circle. Like I'm not buying like different couture gowns for all these events. Like I've mostly gone to, to non traditional sort of unconventional weddings. My own was a little unconventional. And, but I think going to a black tie wedding for me, because I've only been to like a couple is like such a fun experience. Um, because it's like, so it's so like, not in my, I think I enjoy it for the same reasons you're like, I totally get it. I wouldn't like it. Like, I like being out of my element a little bit for, for the, and I love to, you know what? I just like love a wedding, like put a dance floor out. It doesn't matter, but I like, but I like dressing up and I think that, um, it's fun. And I understand if men, um, or, or tux wearers or suit wearers feel like it's a little bit of a, a hard ask, but I also don't feel that bad. I don't feel like the tux is the hard ask. I feel like the idea that you have to conform. Well, I mean, maybe it is, but like once you own a tux, you own a tux for your life. It's like a thing mm. that you can just have. But I find I've been to one black tie wedding and I wore not a floor length dress. And I didn't know that if you are wearing a dress, it's supposed to be quote floor length. And I find I love the idea of like a glamorous, fancy wedding. I don't like the idea of restricting what people can or can't wear. Like to me, a floor length dress versus like a cocktail dress, like knee length dress it's like who the fuck cares it just like there's no oh but then when you're when you're and also when you are underdressed as a woman it's just so much oh my god i saw this tiktok that i thought was really interesting that was about like how oh like you're as a wedding like when people are like oh your wedding's about you it's really a party and as a party you are the host and as the host you're responsible for like your guests comfort Mm. and to like you know prioritize the comfort of your guests and uh, you know, for that reason, when my uncle came to um, my husband's funeral wearing uh, his car hearts, uh, I was like, yeah, bud, that's fine. Okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, you're dressed totally fine. Okay. This is, uh, this is a no tie funeral. So yeah, I don't know. It's like also, I do when our social functions like include people from such different like social and socioeconomic strata, it is impossible like to uh, to 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 anticipate the like the needs or preferences or you know discomforts of like all of our guests and part of I, I, like I think what this question is getting at is like is it okay to be a hater on extreme wealth? Yes, yes, it is. It is okay. It is okay for you to just like from a distance <laughs> yeah. be like, are you kidding me? That's okay. And also, it's okay if you have money to spend it however you want. Both things can be mm-hmm. and are true. Like you are, you are, you are, you can be a good person who has a lot of money to spend on a wedding and you can be a person who observes that and is like 
man, fuck this. <laughs> like, I just, it's a, it's yeah. a, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It, I would agree with that. I, I also just, my last thing, I actually l- prefer to be told how to dress because mm, I think the mm. options for how to dress for a non dress code wedding are sh- the spectrum is so crazy that I end up kind of panicking. And it's yes. like, oh my gosh, if I, am I going to be the only one wearing a short dress? Yeah. Am I going to be the only one wearing a long dress? I mean, there are plenty of, and also because of more unconventional, non traditional weddings. Am I the only one gonna, who's going to be wearing a white dress? You know? <laughs> Yeah, Nora, do you often go in, in long white gowns? My aunt wore a white <laughs> suit to my wedding. But you didn't wear no. white on your wedding. No, anymore, I wore right? red. You wore red. Red the first time, orange the second. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to, um, you don't want to overdress. You don't want to dress fancier than the couple. I think black tie, though, it's just that is, you know what you have to do. Yeah. Or you don't. Yeah, or you don't. Or you don't. Yeah. <laughs> but the way I read this question is, right. is it okay to judge people for their, like, uh, you know, their ostentatious displays yeah, of, of their wealth? And the answer is always yes. Absolutely. And they can, and they can judge you for hating it. Yes. And guess what? Yes. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah, if matter. you don't like black tie weddings, that is a f- yeah. fair and valid thing to not like. Yeah. And if you don't, if you don't like one, you know, don't if you don't like them, don't have one. Um, and also, don't have, don't one. have one. Yeah, just guess what, <laughs> people. No matter what, this is also a thing. No matter what, when you have a wedding, a party, no matter what, someone will hate what you did. Someone will effing hate it, mm-hmm. and it doesn't yes. matter. People hated already. Mm-hmm. People were so mad. There were people who were mad that they weren't invited, or that they were invited, but they didn't know it was a wedding. I was like, well, you know, who knows? Um, like. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Bip, bip, bip. Um and uh yeah. You can't win. You can't, you can't win. win. So just do whatever you, you want to do. You can't win. And uh yeah. So Okay, Nora Caroline, look, you have we've really run the gamut. I've just actually just sat back <laughs> on this bed that I'm recording on and listened to your wisdom, your wit, your whimsy, your wealth of knowledge. I, that's all the W words I can come up with. Uh Thank you so much for doing this. Where can our listeners find you besides listening and subscribing to G Thanks Just Bought It and Terrible Thanks for Asking? Caroline, you first. Okay. I am on Instagram uh, as Caroline No. That's N-O-O. That's not my last name. It's a Beach Boys song. I tried to change it, but I couldn't remember the password. That's where I am. Um, I'm no longer on Twitter. Really, honestly, it's Instagram. Come, come hang out on Instagram. It's lots of pictures of my puppy. I'm also not on Twitter. What a hellscape. I, 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 I just, I, oof, oof, not for <laughs> Better me. Better that way. Not, I'm for not me. on Twitter either, y'all. No, no, nope. it's just not good. It's not good. It's not a, yeah. not a healthy place to be for me mentally. No. Um, more on that later. Uh, you can find me on the internet, I guess. Uh, my website is noraborealis.com and my Instagram is noraborealis. And that is a play on the Aurora Borealis. People do think it's my last name. It should I grow up and just make my handle my real name? That's my question for for you, too. (laughs) Thanks, both of you.